on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. One of the biggest challenges a lot of us will face in our lives comes when we or someone we love gets close to the end of life. Aging comes with all kinds of obstacles, from financial struggles to mobility issues to persistent physical and mental health challenges. Today, Detroit Public Television, Urban Aging News, and the New York and Michigan Solutions Journalism Collaboratives are teaming up for their first virtual public forum on solutions for aging and caregiving here in Southeast Michigan. I am going to be hosting that forum and speaking with reporters and editors from various outlets who cover these issues, as well as caregivers and the people they care for. The event will be carried on Detroit Public Television's digital platforms, including Facebook, at uh, 7 tonight. You can find more information and RSVP on Detroit Public Television's Facebook page or the website, dptv.org. One of the event's organizers and participants joins me now to talk about the event and the issues that we are going to talk about. Patricia Rencher is publisher of Urban Aging News and a member of the Michigan State Advisory Council on Aging. Patricia, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. Yes, good morning to you as well. Uh, talk about some of the biggest issues that people run into when they age or when they're taking care of an aging adult, which is a growing population here in the United States. Oh, absolutely. Um, most caregivers, of course, are uh, females who are working females, and they um, struggle between keeping their jobs or keeping uh, mom or dad at home and providing them with care. Um, individuals have issues with transportation, getting geriatric assessment, um, just uh, there's so many issues. In fact, that's why I started Urban Aging News, because as I was taking care of my parents, mm. which was a 10-year journey, I found out that there were many adult children that didn't have a clue about caregiving, health care system, Medicare, Medicaid, home health, none of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of thing we're going to cover. Yeah, I mean, the knowledge that people need to be able to do this and to do it effectively and compassionately is one of the big deficits. But there are also, I feel like, some policy issues uh, that could be different uh, or could be better that could make it easier for people who are caring for an aging adult or uh, who are aging themselves. Could you talk about what some of those are? Oh, absolutely. And many of us in the aging network were just disheartened to um, to learn that in the infrastructure field that they would not include caregiving or um, home and, com- and community-based services. And it really is an infrastructure issue. Uh, at the state level, there are very limited funds for home and community-based services. It's mostly folks who need to... Um, qualify and many people if they have a di- if they're a dollar over are ineligible for home and community based services. So there's a lot that needs to have happen at the policy level. Hmm. Uh, so what are some of the misconceptions that you run into about what it means to get older or what it means to care for someone who is aging? Well one of the first misconceptions is that a lot of people think Medicare will cover in-home services, and we'll cover a variety of things. And it just doesn't. 
Uh, another misconception is that um, in family, you would assume that um, the entire family pitches in to help with mom or dad, <laughs> and that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of folks out here with four and five and six siblings, and there's just the one sibling who's doing all the work. Um, I wonder if you can talk a little about um, the expansion of caregiving and how much more of the U.S. population uh, is dealing with it. It is partially about demographics, I know, uh, but there are some other drivers of that. There are some other things that are going on in our culture that make it necessary for more people to have to care for elderly relatives, for instance. Hmm. I'm not certain what you mean. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, the gaps that exist uh, in in the networks that should be there to support people who are aging, I think, is are, are some of the the drivers uh, behind the number of people who find themselves just trying to do it on their own, just trying to figure out how to keep somebody safe, uh, keep somebody comfortable, uh, you know, keep uh, the value of life high for someone who is Oh, uh, I get aging. it. Yeah. So I would say one of the big gaps, and this is the reason that we've uh, formed this collaborative to spotlight the issue of caregiving, is that a lot of people don't realize that there are services. There are a lot of senior-serving agencies, particularly in, in um, southeastern uh, Michigan, but people, there's a gap between people ac- accessing services and knowing services exist where there's plenty of training for caregivers, there's plenty of resources for the care recipients. And so that drives a lot of uh, angst uh, among families mm-hmm. um, and, and within cultures as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to talk a little about uh, what we're going to do at 7 tonight uh, during this public forum. Well, we're going to... Um, as quickly as possible, in the short time that we'll have, um, give an overview of the caregiving issue. So we'll have a couple of local caregivers that will talk about how they came to caregive, what resources they um, used, and how they were helped. And we'll have some executive directors from two senior-serving organizations that will talk about what senior centers offer to caregivers and care recipients. And those, those centers are right in the neighborhoods, and a lot of people don't know that those resources exist. And then we'll look at the national landscape as well. Mm. Um, several of the reporters could just talk about how this issue um, is um, affecting folks nationally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since you started Urban Aging News, I wonder if there are things that uh, you've found surprising about this that that maybe you didn't even expect uh, to learn about uh, this issue? Well, you know, a lot of my uh, stories are uh, driven by people who have read the paper and they they call and say they'll have a question about an issue of transportation or how to get a geriatric assessment or um, how to get free adult grief. And so I learn a lot from my readers. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, uh, Patricia Rencher, publisher of Urban Aging News and a member of the Michigan State Advisory Council on Aging. It was great to have you here with us on Detroit Today, and we look forward uh, to the public forum tonight on DPTV. Thank you Absolutely, for being here. Absolutely, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah. And a reminder, this event is going to be carried on Detroit Public Television's digital platforms, including Facebook, uh, tonight starting at 7. You can find more information and RSVP on Detroit Public Television's Facebook page or at their website, dptv.org. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Tomorrow, we are going to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. And I'll talk with uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning writer Spencer Ackerman about his new book, Reign of Terror, How the 9-11 Era Destabilized America and Produced Trump. We're also going to really want to hear from you, our listeners, tomorrow. All of us have, I think, very vivid memories of that morning, September 11th, 2001, where we were, what we saw, what we felt, and think about all of the things that have happened over the past 20 years that were shaped by those events of that morning. We're going to want to hear about your memories. We're going to want to hear about how you're feeling about what we've done as a nation uh, since uh, those attacks happened. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs>